Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Beth. Welcome to Itinerary to the World podcast, where we talk about all things wild and wonderful. We talk about all things travel and adventure. And this is not the stuff you're going to find in your everyday travel book. We're going to talk about off-the-wall destinations, all these nook and crannies, all these things that you're not going to hear about on blogs and travel books. These are adventures that we've personally done ourselves and we can recommend 100%. So if you're looking for off-the-wall travel, unique adventures, or just want a window seat into the amazing world world of travel, this is for you. We are so happy you are here and we hope this inspires you to explore your world. Beth and I were just talking about what destination surprised us the most and actually have the very same answer. Morocco was the most surprising country for both of us. Yes, we actually went at different times. And for me, it was my first time in Africa. And, you know, you have it in your mind. You know it's Northern Africa, but you have in your mind kind of what you think it's going to be like, right? And you know that um, it's an Arabic country and, you know, it's Africa, so it's going to be dry and, and everything. And when I went, I mean, I always have high expectations, right? I research a lot before I go on trips um, because I know you only have so much time and money. Um, and I knew Africa was going to be great, but I didn't know Morocco was going to be as great as it was. Like, everything surprised me. The, the landscape was the first thing that surprised me. It was so lush and beautiful. And I mean, I know it was like Northern Africa, but it was my first time in Africa. And so I just, I didn't know that there was going to be like raging rivers, right? We're both mountain girls. We live near the Smoky Mountains. We love the mountains and the trees and, and all that. And, and I didn't know it was going to be that lush. I didn't know it was going to be like a paradise, right? But I was talking with one of uh, the guys I met there and he was like originally, he's a Berber, right? Who originally settled Morocco before the Arabs came in. And he was telling me like when they came from the desert, and they got to Morocco, they considered it paradise. They literally thought it was it was paradise because if you can imagine the middle of Sahara Desert, right, where there's nothing, there's no water, there's no plants or whatever, and then you come to Northern Africa and you migrate up there, they literally thought it was paradise. And that's why they settled there and that's why they, they um, you know, stopped there because it was so beautiful. And I thought, I could totally understand that because I'm from a beautiful part of the country and I, I could not get over how amazing the mountains were and the streams and the hiking and just like getting out and all the beauty. Yeah, I totally echo that. I did a little bit of trekking up in the Atlas Mountains in Morocco on a trip that I took, and it blew me away how beautiful it was. There were waterfalls and this beautiful river, and all the mountains were like red, but there was some green sprinkled in. It was so beautiful, and it really truly is a captivating country. Like when you, at least before I went, I knew there was more to Morocco than the Medinas and the hot, dusty air, but I didn't quite realize just how beautiful the interior of their country is. When I went, it was just, they just reopened from COVID, right? And so I went like maybe three days after the ferry through the Strait of Gibraltar had opened. And so I came at a time where the Moroccan people were really suffering. So at that point, they had been without work for about two years. And everybody told me, they were like, hey, there's no government assistance here. Like we've literally been without work for two years. We are ready for people. And so I had so many like shopkeepers and so many merchants and everybody coming up and saying, thank you for being here. We're so excited. It was like the return of tourism because when I came, there still wasn't a lot of people. And so I was able to see it, see the markets and everything where they weren't totally clogged and just there was just such gratefulness that tourists were coming back and the hospitality really overwhelmed me um I wasn't sure you know obviously I'm redheaded I'm white skin like I can't you know I don't wear a head cover I can't um blend in to certain areas of the world and I thought I might feel a little bit weird but I never really did like everybody was so welcoming like coming to my shop and they'd serve you tea and they'd talk about their craftsmanship and they were super proud about all the things that they would do by hand and where their yarn came from and where these rugs were woven and they would 
tell us the stories of the tapestry and they let us try all the food and and it was absolutely amazing people would come and show us and when we got turned around it would tell us where to go and and you know offer us bread and it just was really amazing the hospitality and the warmth of the people I guess I just wasn't really expecting that I'm not sure what I was expecting but that welcoming and I don't know if it's just the right time or if they're always that welcoming but I truly felt like they were so happy I was there just you know wandering around their country and seeing the beauty of it and I just really felt welcomed they really are the sweetest people they like will make you a meal this delicious elaborate meal and serve you tea and welcome you into their home and introduce you to their entire family they truly are the sweetest people yeah and there's so much to do there like there's markets and there's hiking and i mean there's ruins right um there's tours i mean there's just so much to do there i took a cooking class right um i mean it's just so much fun and so much things to do there like i could have literally been there for months um i was only there for about 10 days and i feel like i just barely got a taste of it um i did do some of the bigger things like Chef Shao in the Blue City, right? So I did some of the touristy things. Uh, I did stay away from Marrakesh. I didn't go there, um, but I did do some of the other things. One thing I was not able to do that I really, really regret is go to Sahara and do one of those sand saunas, whatever. They like literally bury you in sand. <laughs> um, and apparently you have to sit there for like three or four minutes and it's kind of this big deal. And then they make you like uh, what they call Berber pizza, which is where they actually cook it inside the sand. So they dig a hole in the sand and they actually cook the pizza and you can spend the night in these canvas like tents in the middle of Sahara. So that is like eight hours away from where I was in Morocco because it's kind of a long country so I wasn't able to do that but everything I did was just blew me away so it really surpassed both of us and it's funny because we're like what is one thing that surprised you uh foreign trip and I would have to say that that like exceeded my expectations and I have high expectations guys like I never expect low but it succeeded my expectations by a hundred percent and I literally cannot wait to go back yeah, and just a few more things about Marrakesh now that you brought that up that surprised me. One, I was so surprised by how beautiful the Riyadh's sort of like bed and breakfast is in the U.S. inside Marrakesh. And we stayed at one that was absolutely beautiful. It had this gorgeous courtyard. The service was impeccable. The food was delicious. We had this beautiful two-story room with a deck that overlooked the city that we could go up and watch the sunrise and sunset. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, the other thing that surprised me about Marrakesh, like I knew that Marrakesh, that the Medina was very, very busy and is like sensory overload, but I didn't quite realize until we got there just how busy it was and how, how easy it is to get lost if you don't know where you're going. It truly is like a maze in that Medina. And thank goodness we had people to show us around. When we first arrived, we didn't have anybody to show us around. And it took a good like hour and a half <laughs> yes. to just find where we were staying. And that got to be a little bit stressful and overwhelming. But knowing what I know now, if I went back having either a guide or a map with street names or, or some sort of way to get my bearings before I stepped into the maze of the Medina would have been really helpful. Yeah, and that's funny because um, it was, I think Fez has the most famous Medina, and it's actually famous for that. It's something like a one-mile radius or something, and there's like 5,000 streets, like 5,000. And I'm not talking about like street streets. So I'm talking about like dark alleys, <laughs> right? And so you can imagine like getting lost in this Medina, right, with 5,000 streets within one square mile. It was it was something insane. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were saying that people get lost there all the time, right, because it's just – I mean, it just, sometimes they're only wild enough to fit your shoulders, right? It's just so crazy. And you just turn, 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 and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I didn't know that's where I was. Um, so that is so true about the Medinas. It was amazing. And the Riyadhs really are like, 
the whole concept of Riyadh is um, you have this hotel, but the middle part is like a courtyard and it's open to the sky. So every single, like if you stayed at Riyadh, they have, they have rooms, but the middle part inside the hotel where no one can see, like from the outside, it just looks like a normal, like little bed and breakfast, but the inside they have open, they've got pools and they've got courtyards and it's all open to the sky, which is amazing to think like inside your hotel is open but it really is a fun cool concept and guys all the Riyads we stayed at both of us were, were totally amazing and and Katie's right the service there like they're very service oriented the service there was amazing like you could literally if you wanted something they would literally go to the market and get it for you like if they didn't have it I mean it was unbelievable and I have to say the Moroccan breakfasts are like delicious legit. I could eat Moroccan breakfast like every day and I'm telling you it fueled you until like nine o'clock at night like that stuff was real <laughs> I really miss those Moroccan pancakes yes so good and the other thing about the Riyadh is it's such like oasis within the Medina because mm, you yes. could escape the hustle and the bustle and you know, sometimes the chaos of the Medina into this like sanctuary where it's quiet and like the birds are chirping and you don't have, you know, all of the noise and all of the chaos going around you. It's like its own little oasis. And so you step into the courtyard, you have some tea and it feels like you're the only person in the entire place. Which is like the best feeling in the world, yeah. right? <laughs> okay. So where was your favorite like Riyadh that you stayed? What city was oh, your favorite? Marrakesh. Marrakesh? Yeah. 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 I have to say, probably mine was Fez, although what we stayed in Chefchaouen was awesome. It was, like, on top of a mountain. Uh, but I think Fez was, like, my favorite, like, Riyadh. We were, I think, the only people there. No, I think there was one other couple there our last day. And so, like, you turn around, there's, like, five people, like, ready to get you something. And I'm like, I don't need anything, but thank you. <laughs> you know, because they're so service-oriented. So it was, it was pretty amazing. But, yeah, so we both thought that Marrakesh was, like, the number one place that just, like, wowed us. Like, we weren't expecting that amazingness. All this to say you should definitely go check out Morocco. It is such an amazing country. Check out pictures from this trip in our Instagram at Itinerary to the World, which you can find in the show notes. Come join us over in our socials and in our private Facebook group, and let's chat all things travel. Until the next episode, bon voyage.